Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Blue Stable Podcast. It is I, once again, Michael Pivia. Joined by me is Landon Oliver. And this time we got Marcus Culture Shot coming in. We, uh, Marcus, how, how you doing, man? We missed you on the last... On the last interview, not going to lie, it was pretty fun, but we have another really good prospect we're about to uh, introduce to everybody. But first, Marcus, grace us with your presence, man. Hey, man, it's, it's good to be back with you guys. I know I missed the last one, but I know you guys hold it out for sure. Uh, but, you know, busy man, always working. So the grind don't stop, but it's good to be here, especially with the guests we got today. So I'm excited. Hey, man, this guy knows all about the grind. He all knows about he knows all about not sleeping, not resting or anything. He works hard. He's working hard. Eric Gray, running back from Oklahoma. Welcome to the show, man. How you doing? Man, I'm doing great. I appreciate you guys. I'm happy to be here. Man, I, I know we were talking before we re- started recording here a little bit, but guys, once once Eric starts talking here, you're gonna see some nice uh, a nice earring. On <laughs> I, I've been I've been watching some of his interviews. This man has different earring earrings on every time, and I'm just like, whoa, okay, that. That's looking pretty nice. Oklahoma w- w- was hooking it up for you there, uh, <laughs> but man, what? First off, just just your idea. If you like jewelry, I I would like to think you like fashion, right? You're, you're a big fashion guy. Big fashion guy. Big fashion guy. Big fashion guy. Just just pop question right here. Pop quiz. You That's get it. invited to the Met Gala. What's your go to yep. uh, outfit? Ooh, he said the Met Gala. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm gonna wear something crazy. Like everybody gonna have on like some. I feel like everybody gonna have on Louis Vuitton. Everybody gonna have on Gucci. So you got to think outside the box. You got to go with something like, mm-hmm. like I might pull up in a mink coat. You know what I'm saying? Uh-oh. Like, nah, nah, nah. You, like, you gonna have DJ Khaled by his side. You know nah, what I'm saying? Look, Man, ball. Like you gotta go hey, crazy. Yeah, I was gonna say you gotta you gotta get in touch with the people that dress Lady Gaga for some of that. So like, she, she wears some crazy Man, stuff. Bro. You gotta go crazy. <laughs> If you're talking about a mink coat, you got to get in touch with DJ Khaled. That's the guy that wears all the fur. Bro, the fur? That fur going to look crazy on that little red carpet, though. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to lie, man. I'll be watching some of the – because a lot of it is just going up, showing and take pictures, show off the designs and everything, and whatever happens after that, no one ever hears about. But that's that's a big thing. So I wanted to ask you, you know, I I assume you're a big fashion guy and everything. Uh, I think if someone – Saw you at the Met Gala, they wouldn't think that you're headed to the NFL, huh? Right, right, right. Everybody's a musician. Can you sing? No, nah, I'm not a singer. I can little dance a little bit, you know what I'm saying? But not a big singer. Okay, Trey Songs. Okay, okay. I, I see you. I <laughs> see, see you. Now, now I'm curious, though. Now I'm curious because, like, 
I got I got to know what what he's pulling out for the NFL draft now because you know everybody comes ready to go there. Yeah. I'm gonna be watching. I'm gonna be watching. It's 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 in the works. I got some. Got, I got some good. I got some good plans. You just gotta have to wait and see. But I got some uh, good plans. Uh oh. Okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. What you doing for the NFL draft? Are you gonna be there, or are you gonna have a watch party? Anything special going on? I haven't decided. I'm deciding between whether I want to go to Kansas City or whether I want to have a a draft party. I haven't decided yet. Kansas City, city of champions, huh? Golly. Yeah, um, yeah. But anyways, guys, uh, Eric Gray joining the show, running back from Oklahoma. He tore it up this season for the Sooners. 2022 second team all big 12 selection 1366 rushing yards 11 touchdowns and something big we like in the nfl especially as colt fans jesus zero fumbles zero fumbles i mean 10 fumbles from matt ryan five from jonathan taylor i mean i might be exaggerating on the matt ryan maybe not Landon, help me out we like to see that number zero fumbles we like that eric we like yeah. that so yeah. I want to ask that man. What what attributes to that no 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 fumble thing? You know, I, I assume you take great pride in that. How do you work on you know just protecting the rock? I mean, I think it starts with if you go in our meeting room in Oklahoma, we got a big thing that says ball security is job security. So it's really taking that to heart and knowing that if you that ball is everything. When they give you the ball, they're entrusting the entire organization into you by giving you that ball. So you got to be able to guard that thing with your life every time you run with it. Hey man, just so you know, I'm a TCU fan. I'm I'm te- I'm texting that to the coach staff right now. <laughs> I ain't that famous, man. I ain't got their freaking uh, number. But uh, anyways, that that's good stuff. So my my first question I wanted to get off, and then we'll move to Landon. Uh, my first question I want to get off to you, man. I I assume I, I've I've studied up on you a little bit here in the last month, and you you've shocked me a little bit. You know, I I am. You know, I watch the Big Twelve regularly, watching you play, but watching your interviews man you're very great you're really great spoken even talking to you now highly educated really great spoken and we're going to get into some of your leadership here in a little bit but if there's one area of your life you know whether if it's on or off the field one area just to understand eric gray a little bit more one area of your life that you take great pride in what would that be I would say I'm a perfectionist. So knowing where I'm supposed to be and doing every, trying to my best to do everything right. When you talk about education, my dad was a high school coach, me growing up, and he coached a lot of talented players. And I used to ask him all the time, like, where are these guys going to college? Because I know they're going to go somewhere big. He would say they have no grades. So I learned at I learned at a young age that no matter how good I was on the field, I had to be as good off the field. I had to be as good in the classroom. So I took pride in being good in the classroom so one day I could get that scholarship to play at the next level. Yeah, and speaking of scholarship, so, you know, you're from the Memphis area. You played at Tennessee, you know, your first couple seasons. Mm -hmm. How hard was that, you know, to leave home and go to Oklahoma Mm -hmm. and, you know, transfer? You know, it was a different time at that time. You know, me and my family, um, it it was hard to choose. It was hard to choose whether to stay or to go. Um, at Tennessee at the time, I felt like I didn't know the kind of the future of the program a little bit. We were kind of left in the dark. It was COVID at the time. So we were kind of left in the dark. They kind of took a while to hire the new coach. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of it, it was hard to leave just because. But if you look at it, Oklahoma is kind of the same drive from Memphis because Memphis to, to Knoxville is going one way and Memphis to Oklahoma is going the other way. It's kind of the same drive just going in different directions. 
So it, I felt like um, it wasn't it wasn't as bad as a transition as I thought it was going to be. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, with the transition and, you know, playing football pr pretty much all your life, there's always that one person that everyone can go to and be like, this person pushed me the most to make this dream possible. Who was that one person for you that made it seem like it was that just keeps pushing you no matter what? It was it. Well, first, it was my it was my parents, of course, my mom and my dad, of course. But uh, I would say a, a guy that really took my game to the next level was uh, my position coach, Jay Graham at Tennessee. Jay Graham kind of coach Graham kind of took my game from a high school running back into and developed me into a college running back. He really broke down the game to me and taught me about just every nuance of the game, whether it was how far the hash is from the sideline, how far angles are when you're running, when you're cutting different ways to just think about football. He really broke the game down for me and allowed me to be the back that I am today. Ooh, okay. I'm over here just taking notes over here. Um, where, where are you at in your preparation, man, ahead of the NFL draft, the combine pro days, very important days coming up. Uh, wh where are you at in your preparation with that? What, what you working on currently? You know, I'm training out here in Exos Frisco. Um, I think we we've been we've been at it for since December. And I think we've done some great things, you know, just learning about learning about the 40 and how to run it, learning about the short shuttle, the L drill, um, bench press, all of those different things. I think I've been around a great group of guys that really pushed me and we we compete every day and competition breeds success. All of us have competed at a at a high level and, and we're at a great we're in a great position looking at what we are two weeks out from the combine. So I'm definitely excited for it. For sure. And so so part of your preparation, too, was getting into the senior bowl. You know, Marcus and I were there. We got to see you put on a show. You did a fantastic job, even winning the running back practice player of the week while you were down there. Yeah. What did that mean to you to get that award? You know, it meant a lot. I didn't know we were going to do the awards. But when I when I looked at my schedule and I found out, I was like, I got to get that MVP. And it, and it meant more because it was voted by the by the players that I went against all week. That's what mm -hmm. it meant so much to me, because to be able to get voted as the best player by the guys you're going against, by the guys you necessarily, you might've beat in a rep. They, they voted and say, well, he was the best player I went against. That meant a lot because you say um, being able to be voted as best by your peers, by the guys who you, who they say are the best in the country is, it was very meaningful for me. And, and, and overall, you know, surrounded by a bunch of talent down there in Mobile, the weather was good, by the way. I just want to add that in. We, we enjoyed the weather until the last day, but right. there was so many people out there, good talent, good coaches. We've seen Tomlin. You know, we've seen Eberflus out there. How was your overall experience at the Senior Bowl? I think the Senior Bowl was a great experience for me. I wanted to go down to the Senior Bowl and show all the NFL coaches who Eric Gray was. I wanted to show that Eric Gray can do it all. Eric Gray can do it all and be a, a great um, added bonus to your offense, can really take your offense to another level. And I felt like I went down there and I did that. One part of your game I came uh, interested in, especially with every running back, is your ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. Your offensive coordinator at Oklahoma, Jeff Levy, he made it a, a priority to get the ball into Eric Gray's hands. I need to get the ball in this guy's hands, whether it's handing it off or passing it. And you got the ball quite a lot. Catching the ball out of the backfield is a very modern way of the running back game. You know, back then – Running backs didn't necessarily have to catch the ball, but now if you ain't catching it, returning kicks or whatever the case may be, hard for a running back. For you, it seems like it's just 
it, it, it's easy for you. I mean, you have hands and you catch with your hands. That's also very big. Right. Catching the ball out of the backfield, that, that's big for you. Do you feel comfortable lining up uh, if you get to the NFL, lining up in the slot or catching the ball out of the backfield? Most definitely. I think if you look at the game now, you look at Christian McCaffrey, you look at Alvin Kamara, you look at those guys, they're catching the ball out of the backfield. That's what allows their offenses to be so explosive because that's another guy the defense has to guard. I think if you look at the running back in today's game, that's what they're that's what it's going to. A guy who who is my skill set, who can catch out of the backfield, who can also run in between the tackles, run outside zone, but also catching out of the backfield is it's an added bonus. It's another guy that the defense have to cover. So I definitely think um that's where the game is going for sure. That's where the game is. Yeah, for sure. And it seems like even at the college level for you, it was like that. So I want to take you back a little mm -hmm. bit earlier in the season. You guys yeah. are three and three. You're going up to Kansas. They're top 20 ranked team. You guys know you need a win. You come out, put on one of your best performances of your career, going for almost 200 yards and multiple touchdowns in that game. What was your mentality going into that game? So before coming off that third loss, that was kind of our third straight loss before that game. And our our message to the guys were, let's, let's turn this season around. Let's kind of stop the skid a little bit and let's turn this season around. We had a bye week after Kansas. And the, and the message the entire week was, we don't want to go into this bye week sad or upset because of a loss. Let's go into this bye week happy. Let's regenerate our bodies and get ready for the back half of this season. And we also had the new jerseys on. We had the great jerseys on. We told everybody all week we weren't losing in these new jerseys because they were like, well, let's not wear them because if we lose, then we'll never wear them again. I was like, if we lose, like, we can't be thinking like that. Like, let's go put on these jerseys and let's go, let's go beat Kansas, a top 20 team at the time. And it was a great feeling for everyone. And obviously you mentioned earlier with your talent and Chris McCaffrey and the skill set that you have. You know, that's one question that we got to ask, especially who was some running backs that you enjoy watching growing up, if you don't mind sharing? So my dad is a guru with, with sports, period, like a guru. So I've watched all the way back to somebody like Gail Sayers. I've watched Gail Sayers' old tapes. Um, I've watched Walter Payton and the power and the tenacity that he ran with the toughness. You look at Emmett Smith and his ability to bounce off of tackles and the balance that he ran with. You look at Barry and his able to make people miss and his cut to speed ratio. You look at um, Christian, like I said, Christian McCaffrey now, his route running ability. You look at the patience that Alvin Kamara runs with. Just those different guys. I've watched everyone to try to steal something from their game and put it into mine. Go back to last spring, right? Mm -hmm. Last spring. Pull back the curtain a little bit at Oklahoma. Not necessarily – I don't want to get into what the program was like. I want to know about you and how you handled everything with, with Lincoln Riley leaving. The, the program is shattered. Emotions are high. I want to know how did you handle that? How did you rally everybody together? Not just everybody, but – how did you keep yourself balanced? How did you keep yourself motivated? This is the right thing to do. Got to do things this way. And what was that process like for you? So at that time for me, I felt like I, I wanted this season to be the season that I wanted. Like I wanted this season to be my last season in college. I wanted to go out with a bang and for this to be my last season. So every day I woke up like, I'm going to go and give it 110% because I want this season at the end of when we get to December, I want to be able to have no regrets and say, I put on the show. I want to be able to say that college football, NFL coach, they know who Eric Gray is now. I wanted to be able to do that. So my mindset every day was going out there and dominating every single day and bringing those guys with me because I knew I was going to need those guys in order to be successful.
Yeah, I think you definitely did that this year. This was such an explosive season for you. 1,600 yards from scrimmage, 11 touchdowns. So now following that up, you're leaving on a high note. Now you're kind of starting at the beginning as a rookie in the NFL. What are some of the personal goals you have for your rookie season? So I set high goals for myself every year. I set extremely high goals for myself, and and I go get them. So for my first year, of course, you know, make a big impact on a team. Like be be that added bonus that I'm talking about, a reason that a team wins. You know, offensive rookie of the year. And, of course, every year, um, every team is to win a Super Bowl. So that those are my goals for my rookie year. Definitely offensive player, to, offensive rookie player of the year, and then winning that Super Bowl. I know you set high standards for yourself and expectations and everything, but if there was a few things that you could work out to prepare yourself to be even better to going into the NFL, what was those things that you think needs a little bit of adjustments to help yourself? You know, you're you're playing a bigger, faster game. You're playing. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And with guys who've been there a long time. You've been, you, so it's a, it's a different game. It's a different game. So when you get there, just learning every day, maybe hanging on to one of those vets a little bit and letting him letting him just help you a little bit, help you and say, well, you whether it's on or off the field, just helping you do a lot of things. That's what I'm that's what I'm really interested in. Hanging on to kind of getting under one of those vets wings and letting him teach me a little bit is what I'm looking forward to. How do you carry yourself amongst your peers like at Oklahoma? At Oklahoma, there's always going to be championship expectations, regardless of what league Oklahoma is going to be in. Championships. Nothing less, nothing more, nothing less, right? Championships. This year wasn't exactly the year that you guys guys wanted. It was a little bit of a rebuild, still figuring it out. It could be the same thing in the NFL. You know, it's every team is going to walk into training camp Super Bowl this year. You may go to a team who is prestigious in the Super Bowl, but some of the, sometimes those things don't always go the way you envision them. Your leadership, how do you carry yourself amongst your peers, amongst your teammates, especially things like this, you're, you know, frustrating losses, you know, sometimes boneheaded mistakes or anything that can lead to those losses. How do you carry yourself in leading a program and eventually an organization? I'm a, I'm big on leading by example. That is, that is my leadership style. It's always been um, a lot of people always tell me that I was born to lead. I kind of have that natural leadership style, but I've always I've never really been a rah-rah vocal guy. This year, we had a lot of younger guys on the team, a lot of guys who hadn't been on the team, a lot of younger guys in the running back room. So I tried to be more vocal. But my my most comfortable leadership style is leading by example, because I'm going to make sure I know what to do. I'm not going to go out there and not know what's going on. I'm going to study all night. I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure that I know what I'm doing so I can be the best I possibly can be. Yeah, I think that's a great answer. And this is a really simple question. What are teams getting when they draft Eric Gray? You're getting a guy who's going to give 110% every day. You don't have to worry about him. You don't have to motivate him because he's self-motivated. He's highly self-motivated. He wants to be the best to ever play. He wants to be the greatest to ever play. So every single day, he's going to be working towards that goal. He's going to go out there and do everything he can. So when he's done playing, he has no regrets, and he can be able to say he's the greatest ever player. 
I heard you say that you was uh, self-motivated, so I got to know. You said you was a dancer earlier, too. So what's that pregame song that you listen to to turn you up before them games? It's all kind of music. Like, I listen, like, I kind of got a little old soul, so I'm listening to everything. Like, it, it'll be one song, one game, one song, another game. Is And I'll play just one song, just one song the entire game. And I'm I'm turned. I'm turned the whole game to that song. I might be singing it during the game, but that's that's just how I've always been. You listen to all kinds of music pregame. One of them had to have been Return of the Mac, right? One of them. No, nah, I ain't listen to Return of the oh, Mac. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. No, that's, I listen to Return of the Mac. I feel like that's one because that's, that's a song that Anthony Smith walks out to in, in, to in the UFC every fight. And I feel like that's always a feel-good song, but also it just gets your mind right a little bit. But yeah, I might have to add that to the playlist. Now that you said I might have to add that. Right. Like, you got to – whole another 10 15 years of a career so you got plenty hey, i might i might add that to the playlist i remember your time now this is a cult centered podcast and we always want to put the spotlight on you guys now there are a lot of cult fans watching this that are already already in love with you man you've already won us over uh you won me over before we even hopped on here the indianapolis Colts organization pride themselves on character on how you treat others how you carry yourself, how you lead your teammates, how you treat people. And it was very emphatic yesterday in the press conference of their head coach. If if you come to Indianapolis, right, if you come there, Jonathan Taylor's already here. And a guy who can sit behind him, who can catch the ball out of the backfield, you know, maybe dress a little bit better than him. I don't know. Jonathan Taylor dresses pretty nice, but you may give him a run for his money. How do you think a tandem of Jonathan Taylor and Eric Gray could could seem to the NFL? How do you think y'all mesh together? Y'all's game meshes together. I think it's great. I think it's a it's a thunder and lightning type of type of deal. You got Jonathan Taylor, who's a hard nosed runner who runs downhill out of that Wisconsin offense, that that ground and pound old school offense that running the ball downhill, and he's good at it. He's good at what he does, and I think me being able to come in be that change of pace back who can do it all. I think it allows you to have a tandem that's that's hard for defenses to match. That's hard for defenses to cover because you can't just plan for one guy. You got to plan for both guys. So I definitely think – and my sister lives in Indiana. She lives in Indianapolis, I mean. So she would be jumping for joy if that happened. All right. Okay. That's that. That's good to know. Not not the sister part or anything, but that, that, <laughs> that, that that's awesome. Right. Yeah, I was going to say Mike doesn't live in Indianapolis. I don't think either – any of us live in Indianapolis. So your sister's probably got – the closest ties to the Colts there that any of us do. So, um, so, so one of the things to me is as you're getting into the NFL, one of the biggest adjustment periods is pass protection. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a, that's a really strong thing that running backs need to have. Yep. How do you kind of view yourself as a pass protector and, you know, just kind of the mentality you have towards that? I think pass protecting is, is, is kind of two things. You got to know where it's coming from. You have to know where the pass is. If you see a guy kind of, get ran over, get knocked off his feet. He didn't really know where it was coming from. He was kind of late to it. Um, I think first is knowing where it's coming from. So knowing the blitzes, knowing who the line's sliding to, knowing where the slide side, the man side, knowing who you have. Because once you know who it has, then it's just about your base. If your base is right, you know what I'm saying, there's not a, there's not much that a linebacker can do. Because if he tries to run you over, you can just regather yourself and let the quarterback – just give the quarterback time to throw the ball. You know, that's that's all press protection is. It's, it's giving the quarterback time to throw the ball. Quarterback has to get the ball out of his hands because he knows the blitz is coming. You just got to get in the way and and fit him up so the, so he doesn't get to the quarterback. 
Yeah, is that just get in the way? You got to get in the way. You just got to, as long as you have a right base and you're you're in the right spot and you know where it's coming from, pass protection is easy. All right. Uh, back in college, I just want to know if there was any game out of all the schedules that you circled, it was like, this is the game that, like, that you locked in out of any other game. Was there was there like one key moment in the college that you can remember that you can experience plus like the it moment for you? This past year or just any any game in, in college? Any year in general. I think the game that kind of put me on the map that really helped me be who I was was Vanderbilt my my freshman year. Vanderbilt was the game that I kind of really uh solidified myself as who I was, solidified myself as Eric Gray going out there as a freshman. Um and going for 250 yards and three touchdowns against against Vanderbilt my my freshman year it kind of showed everybody like wow like who is this number three that plays for Tennessee and that's the game I think I really jumped on the scene. That's special. That's special. I mean, I'm trying to think here. I, I'm trying to think like what more could I ask Eric Gray? But then before we started recording, I mentioned I. I heard a little interview from the senior bowl that, that was asked to you, right? You know, what would happen? So you get a toss to the right side. I'm the yeah. safety coming downhill. If you and I one on one, what's gonna happen? <laughs> I get a toss to the right. You the safety coming down. I'm not I'm just gonna run past. I ain't even gonna do you bad. Cause we, you got me on the podcast. <laughs> You got me on the pod. You got me on the show. I'm not even gonna do you bad. I'm just gonna run past you, just give you a little peace sign, be like, I'm gonna holler at you, my boy, and I'm gonna just keep on going. <laughs> I ain't even gonna do you bad like that on national television. You know what's <laughs> actually funny? That's probably what will happen because I'm not <laughs> catching up to this man at all. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Mike's probably the most unathletic of the three of us on the show. So <laughs> you, you got a you got a really good shot. <laughs> Mike sure. script don't read that. <laughs> his script don't say that oh i was about to say like deuces like damn okay at least i keep i, I don't have a concussion i don't have a broken collarbone but right, I, yeah, I ain't gonna do this crazy. Man, okay? i'm just gonna let you just go down to the ground i'm just gonna keep on going my my insurance card stays clean you know no hospital yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um what, what, one more question going back to oklahoma we, we, it's a big leadership thing because we always want to crack inside the mind of, of a prospect and see how they carry themselves, how they inspire their teammates and everything. Heading to the combine, you know, that, that that's a big thing for, for you guys going down there, going to Indianapolis and getting in front of teams and scouts and everything. If there's one event at the combine, one drill that you're working on that you're saying, you know what, I think this can be the divider between me and other prospects, which drill would that be for you? Um, I want to say how smooth I am in the running back drills, just how smooth and my ability to cut my ability. Like you said, my ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, just my ability to how smooth I play. I definitely think is going to going to be a divider for me, just showing that I can do it all. You see me work out in shorts and, and it's just smooth. It's smooth. It's just like a like a knife through but a knife through hot butter, just smooth running, smooth catching. Just everything I do is just smooth. it looks effortless, but I, I'm really trying to do it. Landon Marcus, did y'all have anything else? Well, I, like I've always kind of been curious because you hear the comparison, and this is probably the last question I'll ask you. You hear the comparisons, you know, between you know the SEC mm -hmm. and of course the Big Twelve, the Big Ten. You hear the comparisons between the conferences. Oh. You've been 
you know, a running back, which is one of the most physical positions on the field in the Big 12 and in the SEC, what were some of the differences you saw going from one to the other? I would say I would say coming from in the in the Big 12, you catch a lot of fast guys. You catch a lot of DBs who are, are blazing fast in the Big 12. I say in the SEC, you catch a lot of freaks. Like you catch a lot of guys who are six, seven, 280 pounds who run four, four, run four, five on that D line. You know what I'm saying? So you just, it's a different, it's a different league. Like the big 12 is more speed. I feel like in the SEC, you've got big guys who can run fast. So I, I really feel like it's in the trenches. That's kind of the difference between the big 12 and the SEC. Too damn soon, Landon. Too <laughs> damn soon. Man, look, it's just something I've always wanted to know. Read the room, <laughs> man. Read the room. I still haven't recovered from January 9th, all right? I still haven't. I just, I just wanted to know. Like I said, Mike, Mike's a big TCU guy. Mm. Unfortunately, he, he had a, he had the pleasure of going up against Georgia. Mm. So he kind of he, – Hey, he it could be worse. I could game. be a Texas fan. It could be worse. It could be worse. It could be worse. I ain't going to do you like that. Good go to Austin. <laughs> Nasty city. <laughs> <laughs> hate it but anyway i live like 45 minutes away from it but uh marcus did you have anything else uh it's just to pick one question uh i'm not gonna go quarterback because you're a running back so i'm gonna go with two running backs and you just pick one adrian peterson or ladanian thompson mm, i'm gonna go with, i'm gonna go with lt i'm gonna go with lt let's get the it teardrop the teardrop yes sir yes sir yes sir see you know what I think we're going to get along just fine, man. I think we're going to get along just fine. We, we, we're we going down the right path here. We're going down the right path. Real quick, I'm not sure how many more questions. I believe they're, they're out of questions. I just have one more pertaining to Oklahoma. They're going to be all right, right? Most definitely. Coach they're Venables be is right. a great coach. Coach Venables, you don't really see a lot of guys at the college level, a lot of coaches that – He's doing so much off the field for those guys that that it's amazing that it has no choice but to reap the benefits. Like he cares about the entire person, not just you as an athlete. He cares about the entire self. So I think he's going to definitely get the program um, where it's been to back to championships, and they're definitely going to be great. And actually pertaining, you know, it, it just popped up in my mind to talk about Big 12 and SEC. Oklahoma is transitioning to the SEC. And with that comes a lot of joking, mocking of Oklahoma. And I'm pretty sure you've endured it. You've seen it. You've seen it in the comments section and everything. As a player, going to be a professional, and you'll get that a lot as well if you jump into a rivalry and it's heated there. How do you, you know, just ignore all of that? And when your phone is constantly being, 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 and every time you open it, someone's trying to trash you, how do you stay grounded and, and clear from all that? It's 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 about you you never get too high, you never get too low. That's kind of that's kind of what it is. Um during the season, I deleted Twitter off my phone. Whether I had a great game or or whether we lost, I, I never went on Twitter because I, I just didn't want to see it. I didn't want to see it because it's 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 just like you're reading it for no reason. You know who you are, you know how great you are. They can say it. it's good to hear them say it, but you know how great you are, you know how good you are. So it's 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 not needed. I deleted it off my phone. I just didn't want to see it. I just wanted to be able to play my game and play it at a high level. That's awesome. That's awesome. I assume, Landon, Marcus, you're, you're done with questions? Okay. 
All right. I'm not entirely sure what more we can get with. I mean, I want this conversation to go on in hours and hours, but <laughs> it's like, oh, man, we, we could go so on. But I know you are a busy man. You're chasing a dream right now, and you don't need to be talking with the three stooges on f- football. You got a dream to go chase, man, and some Gucci stuff to go buy, right? For sure. That Louis V for sure. Yeah. Places to go, things to do, and people to see, right? Yeah, there you go. That's what... That's what that's what famous people do. And while here we're here, we go to sleep right after this. So, but other than that, Eric, man, uh, congratulations on a great college career. Congratulations on you know this journey, this opportunity to go through this journey. Uh, I wish you, I know Landon and Marcus on behalf of the Blue Stable. If it's not the Colts, man, wherever you land, we're hoping for the best for you and all the health in the world and, and blessings and health for your family, man. And I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all so much for letting me be on the show. Absolutely, buddy. Uh, Oklahoma running back Eric Gray joins the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be back later in the week. We still got Quentin Johnston coming. We got guys like Tyler Scott, Eric's teammate, Braden Willis is coming on the show. And we have a lot more draft prospects to talk with. And who knows, these guys could be coming to Indianapolis. We may not know, guys, but... To catch us here in the next couple of days, we'll have more for you guys. He is Landon. He is Marcus. Thank you. Big shout out again to Mr. Eric Gray for joining the show. We will see you later. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.